Hello, this is Dan Winter, and this is the Montesano School District Podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 27th, and this is episode number 10. Feel free to subscribe in order to stay up to date with the goings-on around the district. We'll be holding brief interviews with staff, students, and community members to discuss topics that may be of interest. Today's guest is Junior Senior High Principal Alec Pugh. Alec, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Dan. Glad you could be here. I'm, you're the third installment of our principals, and we've also got uh, Tim Trimble back with us. And glad to be here. It's great to have you. So, Alec, you've been the principal at the junior senior high for six years. Before that, assistant principal for 10. So you have been around and seen a lot here. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Most of it good, I know. Yeah, I would say that for sure. So as you're uh, in your role as the high school principal, what are some of the things you enjoy the most about being over there? One of the things that I enjoy the most about being over there is getting to see the kids on a daily basis. And a lot of that is obviously if you've ever been in the high school, it's during the lunches, uh, the junior high lunch and the high school lunch, getting to see the kids on a daily basis and spending time with staff uh, in their classrooms is a, a really enjoyable part of my job too. And then seeing kids out, outside of school at activities, I really enjoy that part. So one of the things I just thought of is I know there's some trepidation from either kids or parents as their students go from sixth grade into seventh grade and the thought of having a junior senior high. When my kids got there or when I first got here, which was pretty close to when they went over there, there was some of that same feeling. But I quickly realized that that is, it's really an interesting grouping of ages. And I think our high school kids do an amazing job welcoming and incorporating those junior high kids into the building and there doesn't seem to be any sort of issue with that age span between those no the the high school and junior high i never until i came here was never a part of that uh, world uh, but it has worked really well Um, our high school kids treat our junior high kids very well and it gives the junior high kids an opportunity to see what's coming and i think in some respects, that that helps them grow up and see what they need to do and do a lot better job when they get into the high school. So I have really enjoyed the seven twelve makeup for a school. I think you're right. There's some some natural mentoring that goes on between the high school kids and the junior high kids. Do we have very many uh, classes where, let's say, eighth graders are in their mix with ninth graders? We don't really have. We have a couple of PE classes that that has to be that way just because of the way the schedule falls. But we do have some classes where they're taking high school level classes. So, for example, we have an algebra class for eighth grade junior high kids taking algebra. And so they spend some time on the high school side of the hallway. I think that makes a difference for when they want to go, when they end up going over there. They are able to do a little bit better, I think. Does that eighth grader uh, receive credit as a high schooler for a ninth grade class? Yeah, yeah, Tim, they'll get the option for that. When they get to high school, they can make uh, a request to get that grade and or the credit. And the credit is there, but then they can make a request for that grade on their transcript. One of the things is that it sits on their transcript. So if they got a really good grade, they might want it, but if they didn't get so good of a grade, they have to think about whether they want that on their transcript or not. You can only think of what I could have done with that option. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the things that are going on at the high school right now or 
coming up. And obviously, we're hopefully getting to spring. The weather doesn't look like it. But uh, that means graduation and all those kind of spring activities. But what are some things that might be coming up at the high school? So we've got uh, band concerts coming up in the next couple of weeks. We've got choir concerts coming up. We've got a spring production for the drama club. Uh, prom is coming up. Uh, sounds like the kids have just selected their motto or theme for the prom. Um, and then, of course, all the things that go around senior graduation uh, events, um, you name it, the seniors are getting ready to do it. Senior boards, um, job shadows, all those kind of things that the seniors take part in, all that stuff's coming up. Along with, obviously, the start of spring sports and, like you said, Dan, maybe a little bit warmer weather. That would be nice. The other thing we just completed was business week for the juniors, which is something that the juniors do every year. And that was a great experience for them. I know that in talking with some of them, it was it far exceeded what they thought it was going to be. And it really was a great time. Yeah, for a three-day uh, business week, I think the kids got a really great opportunity to see what that was like. And for the most part, really enjoyed it. So one of the things at the high school this year that's starting a transition into something new is standards-based grading, which for those of you who don't know, standards-based grading is, in a nutshell, looking at what students know and do they meet the standards and meet the outcomes that we're setting out for them versus are they doing their homework, are they participating in class? Now, those things are still important because they're practice things. We A lot of people like to relate it to a, a, a football game practice during the week, you get ready for the game. The homework that you do in class is getting ready for the assessment or the test at the end to see what you know. So it's something that we've put into place at the elementary schools. And it's starting this year, we've had some teachers that have had a desire to start using standards-based grading at the high school. So talk about how that's going. So we have a couple of staff members. Uh, one in particular, Brian Hollis, has kind of jumped full I guess both feet in for standards-based grading and really has changed the entire style of his class so that it's based on what the kids need to learn for each unit. And then they have a culminating project around that. And so the kids don't have to necessarily have a daily assignment. There's work that goes along with it. And when they meet the standard, they get the grade for that standard. And it uh, Brian has found it to be very uh, meaningful for kids. They get a lot more out of it. And it really takes away that you missed assignment four, so your grade drops one point, although can I do a makeup? It kind of takes away that argument. So um, kids find it more useful, and I think teachers find it better for their, for their use as well. Does a student still get a A, B, C, or do they, is there a different value system? So the, so teachers set up that grading scale, and in, on, and in the standards-based system, it's usually like a four-point scale. So if you got uh, an A might be a four and a B might be a 3.5. And so that's kind of how they set that up. And then that's how they get their grade. So at the end, if you've done all, you've done all the work, you've met all the standards, you'd still get an A for the way that it comes out. And the bottom line is we want to make sure that students are learning and that they're meeting the standards that are put out for them. And this is a great way to, to say, okay, do you or do you not know the material? Right. So the, the way that we test kids in the state of Washington, it's based on what you know. And we have states, we have standards for math, we have standards for science, and it's a different way of thinking about the curriculum. So the days of 
uh, having to get from point A to point B by the end of the year, you can do that in a lot of different ways. So standards-based grading really helps that, I guess I would and say. How many teachers do you think are using it or are using it right now? I would say we probably have three or four. They're using it pretty consistently right now. And going on down the road, I could see us doing it more and more because staff sees it as a really good way to make sure they're knowing. They have some good knowledge about what kids know. Would that be reflected on their transcripts or will, like, for example, would, would someone know outside of Montesano that they, that, that grade was standards based? Not necessarily in the current grading system we have, it wouldn't, it wouldn't show differently. Perfect. And the other thing I know you do is you use those teachers that are using it now to help talk with the staff and you during professional development to share their experiences with the hopes of getting more people on board with that. Yeah, that's sort of the grassroots approach as opposed to a top-down approach. I'm not really a top-down kind of leader, so I'd rather have people work, use it, have it be effective, and have it kind of grow from there. So I, I see it as a kind of a grassroots effort. Well, so far I think it's working well, and, the, and my son is in Mr. Hollett's class and, and enjoys the process, so that's good. Uh, shifting gears a little bit, Tim and or Alec, winter sports have come to an end, and I will say a very successful winter sports season for the Bulldogs. Yeah, we are. you can't argue with that. Uh, boy, what a mess, though, towards the end uh, with uh, weather affecting all sports. I mean, wrestling, as you know, um, we their regional tournament was canceled and basically went to a 32-man bracket, person bracket, at the state tournament. So in that regard, we sent 21 kids to the Tacoma Dome. Um, girls and boys basketball, the district tournaments, uh, really affected by the weather. A um, lot of rescheduling, a lot of redoing. And um, I let just just say some uneasiness around all of that. And so uh, all in all, very successful. I was real proud of our kids. Um, as well as bowling, girls bowling, our first year girls girls bowling, we had a state participant. Yes, and uh, I would really like to say that that was one of the coolest events I've ever attended was the state bowling competition. Really, really cool. And Annalyn really represented it as well. I mean, uh, really, uh, I may be mistaken in saying this, but I think she bowled her very best score at the state tournament, which is our goal, right? To be playing the best at the state event. And we've also got dance and drill state coming up. Um, it's a road th- trip the way I see it, Dan. We've been there before. <laughs> if you haven't been to one of those, that's a pretty exciting time too. Um, spring sports are underway this week in what I would call non-spring-like weather. Um, and that leads me to just talking really quickly about the weather as we sit here looking out the window with snow flurries approaching March. I wanted to just talk briefly about how the decision is made to cancel school or delay school. And I know sometimes, I think the second day that we canceled school a couple weeks ago in town, the roads were pretty good and probably passable. But if you look up the Wainucci Valley Road or up the Eastern Middle Satsup, it's pretty bad up there. And so there's a lot that goes into making that decision, whether it's delayed or um, canceled altogether. So Sammy Green, our transportation supervisor, and I were out on the roads between 4.30 and 5, checking to see slickness or if there's snow. Um, And the other weird thing about Montesano is that sometimes about 7.30, the temperature dips 
and you can have some freezing roads or some ice build up at that time. So, uh, so student safety is obviously our number one thing as well as staff safety and getting people here without any issues. And so when you look out your window, you may not see any snow on the ground or you may not see any ice or cold temperatures, but somewhere else in the district, it is happening if we cancel school. So I appreciate the flexibility that parents especially have when they're trying to get off to work and their kids are either delayed or um, not going to school altogether. And that's sort of also, when we talked about the district tournament, there are also times when school gets canceled. Most of the time we'll cancel all activities as well. There are special circumstances like the district tournament where we said if the roads are fine and they clear up in the afternoon or the place where we're going has better conditions, we're going to go ahead and send our kids there if it's safe to go. Well, I think that's really the bottom line. Uh, Dan, I have a lot to say about this and probably not enough time to say it. But our, our first concern is student safety. And that doesn't mean getting on a bus and going to the game. It's really about them getting in their car and driving to and from practice. Yes, we want to practice, and yes, we want to play our games, but we also want them to be safe. Now, you hit it. Montesano is just a shade different. Um, maybe at 8 o'clock, it's uh, awful, but by 4 o'clock, it might be passable, and we can uh, safely get them to and from us. event. We'll do that. Generally, junior high activities uh, are off the table. If we're not in a school, they'll, we, we will not go. Um, but a lot is also determined by uh, the um, opponent. Um, is as odd as weather is in Montesano, it's uh, even more so at other places. So we have we have a job to do to make sure our kids are safe, and that's the ultimate goal. Now, coming up with spring sports, there's one thing a parent can do that is far and beyond uh, what we can do to help them. And that is to go to 1AEvergreen.com and subscribe to that website service. And it's a simple thing of, hey, send me a text or send me an email that will tell you that baseball game today has been canceled or softball game canceled or moved. And you can also make it set, set up so that it'll send you just an alert uh, game moved till tomorrow at three o'clock, same place, same location. That saves you getting off work at four o'clock or whatever to make that game. And I can't I can't um, emphasize this enough. Go to 1AEvergreen.com, get on the subscribe and and get get the alert so you know what your son or daughter is doing. The other place, if you're a Twitter person, you can go to at MHS Bulldogs, and uh, Tim does a good job of tweeting out when games are canceled or moved or anything like that. And we will put that uh, link into the show notes. Alec, anything else you want to add while you're here? Nope. I did really appreciate being on the podcast today, Dan. I've really enjoyed it. All right, Tim. Good to have you as always. Well, glad to be here. Um, you know, like I say, spring sports are here, and get out and see an activity. All right, that's it for this time. We'll see you next time.